Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Cheez-It and Pringles, the snack that we cannot get enough of here at Ringer HQ. Uh, Tate certainly cannot get enough of it. Mm. He Tate can't even get any of it because uh, the shipment was sent to him. And as we said before, <laughs> he was bullied mm. out of his own treats. Your thoughts, Tate? It's like being back in the lunchroom, you know? Mm. It's, uh, it's tough times, tough days. But just kidding. We love you, Cheez-Its. Love you, Pringles. Just had some because I didn't have lunch, so I had Cheez-Its instead. We love you so much that if you want to send another shipment to us, uh, so this time Tate can actually eat his mm. the snacks addressed to him. Um, maybe maybe, maybe address them to me because I could use the ego boost, you know? Like, send something to me, then that way I can be like, I feel important. And then that way, when people steal it, they're not stealing from Tate again, because mm-hmm. then that would just double the, the problem. So, And then we'd uh, be on the same side. We'd gone through something together. Yeah, we've gone, you know and, then we, and then yeah. we'd become closer. Yes. And it helps yes. the chemistry of the yes. pod. Band of brothers. Boom. Problem solved. Uh, college Hoops fans, being hungry for a win is good, but being just hungry is not as much fun. So stock up on Pringles and cheese it before the game, because the best way to keep the team spirit high in your home is to keep the snack bowls full with Pringles and Cheez-It. That's what we're doing. Um, we are here today. It is Monday. It is about 3.30 on the West Coast. It's a Maui Monday. It's Maui Monday. Duke is currently Feast week. up 17 at halftime mm-hmm. against San Diego State. So if the unthinkable happens and the Aztecs come back, I think it was 17, right? Wasn't that the halftime? Yeah, they're up like 17, 49, 32, I think. Um, so if the unthinkable happens and Duke Duke loses. I guess honestly, we'll we'll probably just come back and do an emergency pod. But oh, uh, shit, yeah, <laughs> Kyle. It's it Kyle's is, birthday. It is Kyle's so birthday. Kyle also. is very upset right now that we made him wait for Duke to play. But Kyle, love you, buddy. Kyle, <laughs> it's your birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy Thanks. birthday. This is the greatest gift. <laughs> <laughs> the sarcasm is oozing from that side. What, what if what what is one realistic thing? What what do you want the fans to do for you on your birthday, Kyle? What how do how do the fans help Kyle? With- Bring Shamanad back to the Maui Invitational, mm-hmm. right, Kyle? He's right, like, Tate. He's like, what? Nope. No nope. answer. That's nope. all there is. We're going That's to dark room. We're going to dark <laughs> room after we record. That's, That's, we're just going to true. the dark room after we record. Yes. Uh, cool. So today we're going to talk about the Maui Invitational. We are going to talk about Villanova becoming overnight the worst program in college basketball. And Jay Wright, are we sure he's a good coach? I don't know. And it's Furman, why are they not in the top 25? Yeah. Why is Furman not in the top 25? Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about Carson Edwards uh, trying to will his way to victory and Virginia Tech saying no. Um, we are going to talk about all sorts of other things going on in college basketball, but mostly Maui, because Maui, mm-hmm. the Maui Invitational is back, and I don't just mean it's back like the schedule has come around and it's time for the Maui again. I mean, the motherfucking Maui Invitational is back, and I'm very excited for this taste. So we're going to we're gonna start with some Maui thoughts uh, and then get into the rest of it all. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical They're out foul. of the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tate, as we said, the Maui Invitational is underway as we speak. Uh, first game out of the gate. Unbelievable game. Mm. Auburn beats Xavier in overtime, 88-79. It felt like one of those games that Xavier was going to pull the upset. Uh, Xavier was then going to be ranked 17th in the next poll. Mm. Uh, all the stars were aligned. I thought Xavier was... Travis Steele fired up in this game on the sideline Tra- also. Travis Steele's very Bruce fired Pearl up. Bruce Pearl also fired up. Bruce Pearl I, had This his was the one game where I was like, if both coaches just start fighting each other and yeah. they stop playing basketball, I would feel like it was right. You know, Bruce Pearl had his nipples popping out of that white yes. polo. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You could cut diamonds with those things. I think he had um, to wear the t-shirt because he ripped out of his Hawaiian yeah, shirt. Uh, yeah. And if you remember Tom Izzo from 2006, the more pineapples on your shirt, the yeah. bigger the pineapples, the better. Yeah. Uh, it should be mandated. It should be mandated that one coach in every game has to wear a Hawaiian shirt and mm-hmm. just commit to the bit. And that coach has to be Mike Bray, <laughs> even if even if Notre Dame's not in the tournament. They fly Mike Bray in for the Mike Invitational. Bray's in Chicago. He's twenty five degree weather, yeah. wearing Hawaiian shirts, and he's like, oh, yeah, I can't believe go. we're not there. Every Guys. game that Notre Dame plays during mm-hmm. Feast Week, Mike Bray has to wear a Hawaiian shirt. That should be the mandate. Uh, so Xavier, um, to borrow a word from, uh, is it Billis who uses the word out physicaled? How do, who, who basically everybody does? Yeah, don't I would they? say everyone Every, in sports media. Just, Every single person. Everybody. Uh, I felt I felt like Xavier was more physical in this game. It, it was a very <laughs> very physical game. Xavier's more physical. Auburn was more skilled, Tate, mm. and Auburn made shots, and that's ultimately what came down to it. Uh, Jared, I don't really see much Auburn basketball. You know, we boycotted them last year because of Bruce Pearl and all that sort of stuff. But now we we are back and we are watching them. Are cause, we? Because well, I was telling <laughs> Kyle. I mean, I was just basically it was it was background noise for me. But I did learn that Auburn is deep. Auburn can hit threes, and Auburn is a good team. And if I'm Duke, 
Mm. I would not want to play Auburn because, you know, like Jay Bill has said in the broadcast, if you do make shots, you can win games. Also, uh, he did this thing where he was like, I love him as a player, which is one of my I favorite things. Yeah, yeah. Sure was like, so you don't like him personally? And yeah. he's like, it's like, you know, I love you well, as an announcer. Let's talk about this for a second, that the Maui Invitational is part of what makes it awesome is beyond uh, the, the, the great games that happen because a lot of the good teams get out there and, and this year's field is absolutely loaded. Uh, part of what makes the viewing experience so fun is the Jay Billis sponsored segments. Yes, that's what it is. Is is Jay how, Billis is well, going to no. be talking about like players getting paid while wearing like a Maui He's going to have a, a like <laughs> I love Fig Newton sticker on his shirt, and he's, and he's like he's like this is not sponsored. He's wearing Maui Jim sunglasses that cost eight hundred dollars. I do love Fig Newtons. For, yeah, that's hilarious. It's going to be his life, um, and it's awesome. But but in all seriousness, that is part of what the, the point I was going to make is that these guys, the broadcasters, are so relaxed mm-hmm. just across the board, and not only the broadcasters but the whole broadcast. Like it's one thing to have, like Bill Walton's relaxed every game he calls, but then the people around him try to keep it tight, and the cameras are like trying to be focused on the right things. Like, everyone involved in the broadcast at ESPN is just like, let's have some fun with this thing, uh, and then you just get some wild shit like. You're cutting in and out a commercial, and Bill Walton is giving Jay Billis the back rub, and Jay Billis has his shirt off, and Walton is digging his leg into Billis's back, and someone at ESPN was like, "That's great! This mm-hmm. is a great Get idea." Get a shot of that. Get a shot of this. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that's part of it. Is, is yeah, like and Schulman and Billis, the, their banter going on during the game is hysterical, and everyone's down for it. Like, there's like if this happens in the middle of January in a conference game, people will be losing their minds on Twitter. But because it happens in the Maui Invitational, people are just like, "This is awesome." The Maui Invitational is back, and it's an institution. You know, like people know about the Maui Invitational. Mm-hmm. It somehow defines seasons at times. Like I was watching, like the Adam Morrison game. The Adam Morrison, oh, the Adam season, Morrison when, yeah, when he had 43 points, triple overtime game against the Michigan legend State. of the soft rims at Maui was invented. By Adam Morrison. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they were soft, and it was totally fine because Michigan yeah. State was also hitting shots. And, you know, it was a fun game. And you go back and you look at that, and you're like, oh, wow, Jay Billis is calling that game. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. th- these guys have been these characters for so long that once they get there, they can just lean into it. And Bill Walton's like, here's some pineapple bread that I made. And, <laughs> and you're like, what's in it? He's like, Maui Wowie. It's like, it, well, dude, that's the one spot where uh, Walton doesn't stand out, though. Because, mm-hmm. like, Walton, Walton is consistently absurd. And but in Maui, like the absurdity rises to his level, and then he doesn't really stand out, and he just kind of goes with the flow. And that's almost you, you almost like don't want Walton to call the Maui games because you want to save him for those conference games. Oh, we'll watch him in the Pac-12. Yeah, yes. when, when it's a Pac-12, when when UCLA is playing Oregon, and it's February, the middle of February. Oh, it's and an embarrassment. And there's two minutes left in the mm-hmm. game, and it's tied, and he's talking about a volcano that he rode a bike down. Last week. And getting upset uh, yeah. that you're, you're interrupting him, even though it's a tie game with two seconds left. Um, so what a legend. Uh, uh, Maui, Maui is as, as we remember last year. Phil Knight tried to kill the Maui invitation with the PK with the PK even though his birthday was in February. And we had to we got the rough uh, field of the FBI should have indicted Nike just for that. Yeah, it was it was Wichita State Notre Dame was the championship, right? Mm-hmm. And then Notre Dame missed the tournament last year, and Wichita State like flamed it like I don't know but but the Maui bump happened and so the, the question then because speaking of the Maui bump if Duke wins the Maui Invitational I mean my god Tate what what does the Maui bump look like for the most talked about team maybe in college basketball history Duke has never Maui, lost in Maui never they're 16 not once. 0 not once so when Duke wins this year what does the Maui bump look like for this team is there is there a way to be ranked like negative like they're already won how do you jump up in the pole? They're going to be ranked. You just, know what it means? Hang the fucking banner already? They're not winning the title. Ooh. Because every single other year they won the Maui Invitational, they didn't win the title. Mm. It's a curse. So I think K's down to lose it. He's down to throw it. He's, he's going playing to throw the long it. con okay. with a K. Okay. And he's going to let these guys lose, get humbled. Mm. On the West Coast. We know Coach K loses when he goes to the West Coast. So, but it's then a hard, he keeps going west. And, and then he just keeps he going, lose. and then he's like, uh, this is not west. I am in the middle Jack of the Jack White ocean was now. lighting it up in the first half, uh, and it's because he's like halfway home to, to Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's feeling comfortable out there. Good, good to have yeah. my family yeah. here. <laughs> how many How many of the freshman guys like asked Jack White like if, if his family was going to come to this and if it was close? And, and he's like, oh, fuck no. It's like you realize Hawaii is still like a 16-hour plane ride yeah. from Australia. He's like, do you have kangaroos in Hawaii? Uh, so the Aub- Auburn beats Xavier. Um, it's setting up for Auburn. Duke. You have the right tone for that game. You know, it's yeah. very just like dull. Yeah. And okay, that was probably Dude, the it was wor- exciting at the mm-hmm. end. Kyle got into it. Kyle, you watched the last what like four minutes with me? We saw Jared Harper's dunk together. That's Kyle's guy. Yeah, yeah, Jared Harper. Jared good Harper player. is Kyle's guy of the. He's of, a Maui first teamer for sure. Yeah. He's gonna have a good tournament. He, he yammed on Xavier. Hanky McSpanky, take the best. 
So good to see him out there. With his cornrows? They don't bring it up anymore because apparently uh, the staff does not like that nickname. They do not oh, want really? him to be Hanky McSpanky. So mm-hmm. we should make sure it's free Hanky McSpanky. I feel like Chris Mack would like that nickname if he was coaching. Speaking but. of Chris Mack, just tweeted out today, Ultimate Flex. Uh, you know, some scout website's like, Louisville has signed all top six recruits. They have the number one recruiting class in 2019. And he just does the eyes emoji with the point down at the mm. tweet when he quote tweets it. Yeah. And it was just like, man, Chris Mack is, uh, he's feeling it. And I like it. The eyes emoji. Louisville's here. Eyes emoji is a great way to tweet anything. Yes. You could always, you, I feel like you could quote tweet with the eyes emoji for anything. And actually, I, we should try this. We should do a social experiment mm. where you take like a controversial tweet. Basically, I feel like if you take any Trump tweet and just put like eyes emoji and nothing else, mm. sixteen likes. It's art. Yeah, and then it's just art, and then every and then you watch people fight based like people are trying to guess what you mean by the eyes emoji, and you're, all all you're literally doing is just putting an eyes emoji, and yeah. that's all he did. Yeah. That's and all then, he did. And then you don't have to use words. You, <laughs> you don't know? have to use it's, any it's words. It's all how you take you're it. Not, yeah, you're like I just saw that. That's yeah. what I was saying. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, someone would be like, "Wow, Chris Mack, that's pretty conceited to point to that." He's like. I, I was just saying I saw it. Like, I don't know what, what you're talking <laughs> Sorry, about. Sorry, I'm on my timeline. Yeah. Aren't you? But then Louisville fans are like, hell yeah, I love our coach's cocky. And, yeah. yeah. You can interpret it any way you want. Yeah, take that cow. Maybe I should do that. We should just do like an eye emojis week where with the One Shiny Pot account. Like the only tweets we send are just quote tweets, eye emojis. You know what he should have done? He should have taken the Kentucky tweet that's like, you know, Coach Cow is going to miss out on his top five prospects in the 2019 class and then that, did that one with the eyes emoji point yeah. down right yeah. after that. That'd be we need the rivalry back, Coach Mack. Coach Cal is missing out. James Wiseman's announcing tomorrow. Mm. I don't know if you saw this. Penny, right? Well, do you <laughs> do you want to break the news? I I almost uh like that was part of my takes thing, so I didn't want to I don't want to get accused of like jacking their shtick. Uh, but don't listen. I, I was very very tempted to from the one shiny pot account to to put breaking in all caps and then like sources confirmed to at one shiny pod that mm. James Wiseman has chosen Memphis as expected. As expected, mm. James Wiseman has chosen Memphis. And then that way, when he does tomorrow, we get credit for it. But then I realized, like, that's part of my takes on that too many times. And people would get pissed off at us for— Especially Chris Sheridan somehow. He would have been like, I scooped yeah. that. Yeah, I, I was going— <laughs> <there's> no, <laughs> the, the I re- knew LeBron was going to have 50 in Miami last night. I told you that. Like, how, how long would it take for Chris Vernon to call us if we did that? Like, who's your source? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Penny ain't calling me back. Who are you talking to? Conley. Conley. <laughs> yeah. I was I was with I was at Top Golf with Conley Verno. He was he was talking to me about it. Um, Ask him about his hairdo. I don't know if you saw this with the, with the back to the Mali thing. Yeah. Uh, during during the Xavier Auburn game, they were obviously talking about Duke because why? What else yes. are you going to talk about? Yes. As as Jay Will said at halftime of the this three Duke biggest game, stories in basketball: the Warriors losing four or five, which I mean I didn't know that was the number one story. Uh, the number two story in basketball, right, is LeBron James LeBron having fifty. James. Yeah, LeBron James. That was a great meme for him. Uh, and no, does that kid get any of that money? No, no, that's a great meme. I, yeah. I still said, I mean, like, I just did it right now. Like, every can time we I hear Kickstarter to get that yeah. kid paid. Uh, and then the third one was just Duke. Duke. It wasn't <laughs> like Duke basketball, it just was Duke. He was like, Duke as the brand, Duke. Yeah, it wasn't like a specific thing, it wasn't like the way Duke beat Kentucky. It wasn't, he was just like, <laughs> and like Seth Greenberg was definitely Duke. tuned out, like not paying attention. Then he just heard like Duke, and he's like, What? He's like, What? <laughs> He's like, don't we have to talk about Auburn? <laughs> Seth Greenberg's watching highlights of Virginia Tech beating Purdue, and it's just, it's just, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Why did Dick Vitale tell him, you did it, baby, you're going to the tournament. He's like, thanks, Dick. Uh, and you're not. So they're talking about Duke during the Xavier uh, uh, um, uh, Auburn. Auburn game. That's yeah. what they were playing. So you already forgot. Yeah, exactly. It's what's working on me. All. I, I know you, they were talking yeah. about Duke. You're taking the right uh, tone to this whole thing. So they're talking about Duke, and they showed Zion on the beach at Maui mm. with his shirt off team. Mm. Yes, I did see this. You see this. Yes. I tweeted someone. Edited footage. Now, the question becomes, and and I I, I don't know, this is something to consider, is is he fat <laughs> in, that, in that video? And the debate rages on is the point. And I think it was I don't water weight. Think, yeah. I don't know. He was just swimming in the ocean. There's one point where he exhales. are full of salt. He, wait, I don't know. When he exhales, his stomach tightens. He doesn't look fat. When he inhales, though, however, when he inhales, the belly sticks out further than the pecs, and that feels like a fat, I don't know. It was very interesting. So I I, I retweeted it, the, the footage, and uh, I don't know. Just It's, it's got me very curious. Cause he, do you think people in Zion's camp, they think we're going and fat shaming him? Do, do you think they believe that? Someone definitely thinks we're fat shaming him, seriously. Uh, but I don't know if it's someone in his camp. I think— 
I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about him. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to think about any of it. I, I, it He's the number it's one breaking pick, my brain. Know? Yeah, it's it's one thing if we're like doing this to Nick then, Ward. Because then the Duke game starts and they show Zion doing Zion things mm. and his fucking shoulders, the, the veins on his shoulders are just popping out. Like, I mean, it, it, I can't tell what popped out further today. Like, Zion's veins on his shoulders are Bruce Pearl's nipples. Like, oh, I that's how thick say they were. Dick. Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, there's that too. Uh, so I, I'm I'm waiting until Duke beats Gonzaga by yes. 25 in the championship, and then at that point, game on. Um, <laughs> but he's got the vascular arms, but then the belly, like the it, it, I don't know. It, this is gonna haunt me for the rest of my is life. Is he the next I LeBron? I don't know. Can we figure that out? <laughs> Will someone answer that question? Here's a question for Will you. Someone would, tell me. Would the Fab Five or Duke, if they played each other, would a team? Would one team win and one team lose? Would it be a tie? What do you think, folks? We'd beat him by forty, Jalen Rose. Would the Fab? The, here's here's the thing I want to say to Jay. Oh, speaking of Jalen, we're all over the place. That's how you know it's a great show. Yes. Um, I was so uh, Matt Jones, Kentucky mm-hmm. Sports Radio, yes. tweets today that James Wiseman is making his decision uh, tomorrow. And immediately, Kentucky fans know that this does not look good for Kentucky. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the pod, you don't really know much about what's going on here. James Wiseman, number one recruit in the country next year, sort of was a Kentucky lean, probably. Yes, is that fair most to say? people thought. Yeah. Most people thought he's going to go to Kentucky. Then Penny gets the job at Memphis. Uh, he's he, the kid is from Memphis. He's tight with Penny. Um, so the writing's on the wall. The kid's going to Memphis. Uh, so Matt Jones tweets this that the decision is coming tomorrow. Everyone knows it's going to be Memphis. And so Kentucky fans are in the um, are replying saying, like, mm-hmm. we got to do something. Get Tony Barbie out of here. He's mm-hmm. not he's not getting the job done recruiting. Bring back Coach O. Uh, bring uh, not, not Ed Orgeron. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good person. People were calling him Coach yeah, O. Yeah. Orlando, uh, what's his name? Antigua. Yeah, yeah. yeah Antigua, yeah, the, yeah, guy, yeah. the guy that used to be the. And then he went to like Southern Florida, I think, and, and got fired. He was the one that helped with Towns, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, they're like, bring him he back. He convinced the Dominican Republic that John Calipari was yeah. Dominican. He, he told he told Cal what to say <laughs> when Cal took over the the Dominican job, and Cal was like, uh, just reading off a sheet. I have always cared about Dominican basketball, <laughs> yeah. and, and these I am kids. very interested in coaching this team. Uh, this is a great opportunity for me. Uh, so the fans, anyway, I saw multiple tweets where they said, uh, "Bring back Coach O, or get Jalen Rose." Mm. And I saw multiple people say this date. And by multiple, I mean two, but that is technically multiple. Um, and I started thinking, and, and so I started searching, like, is this a real thing? And it's, I don't think it is, but just the fact that Jalen's name is getting brought up is like... To the, be the number two the guy, answer, to basically yeah. be the backdropper. It's like, <laughs> look, Kentucky. how do we beat Penny at his own game? We'll bring in Jalen Rose. <laughs> like, think of it, like, again, I don't I don't mean to give power to to people with 12 followers on Twitter. What if Jalen Penny play that, 101 right, for five stars? That's hilarious. how we decide. Like, they're up in arms. They're just like, I don't know if I want to go to Memphis Jaylen, or Kentucky. Jalen is not going to take over at Kentucky. Uh, we know that because he's too busy going on ESPN, just rewriting history about how good the Fab Five was mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and reminding people that— They won four and national I gotta, championships. I got to be the counter here. Yeah, they won yeah. four straight national titles yeah. before they— And then and then actually— John two, Wooden called them the greatest team he'd ever seen. Two of them redshirted and then won the title in their fifth year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was incredible. The was, NCAA wanted the logo to be the Fab Five. Oh, wait, that's not right. They actually never won the Big Ten. They never even won the Big Ten at all. Wow. Interesting. They also went in in their two tournament runs. They had three overtime games, so they were kind of lucky too. But this Michigan team this year is but awesome. Yeah. yeah, they're a great. But team. no, 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 no. The, the, the Fab the Fab Five got him playing good defense. The Fab Five that got like a fucking six seed as freshman would totally mm. beat this Duke team. No mm. question about it. Mm. There's no question about it. They couldn't even beat the Duke team in '92. How are they going to beat the Duke team in '20? I don't know. Anyway, uh, what what else? Are we you saying talk about Trey Jones now? is better than Bob Hurley? Well, Kyle, clip that. Jury's, send it to Bob. <laughs> send it to Coach Hurley. Jerry's speaking of Hurley. Yes. Dan? Dan. What is up, Dan? What is going on, man? He is a loose cannon right now. We were very excited to see him get excited about beating Syracuse. Freak out. Well, that's what I said. The comment I made was like, all these coaches that get animated on the sidelines, I love it. I, I love that they get animated. I don't necessarily want that for my team. Mm-hmm. But as a casual viewer, I love it because you get the best. We, like we saw from Dan Hurley on back-to-back nights. Night one, it's like, this is why it's awesome when it's working because he's just like dapping up his players and chest bumping them. That shit's hilarious to see. He's definitely going to bump a player this year. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like after a game, a guy's oh, yeah. going to hit a shot and Dan Hill is going to like chest bump him down yeah. and then people are going to go crazy. And then the very next night we get the bad side of that and he gets tossed. 
But don't you feel like he felt like he had to live up to the hype of the first yeah. night? You know, he was like acting. Where almost. does he go from here? I, I don't know. That's what I mean. You can't he's, start at 115 <laughs> because then when you lose a game and you don't care, they're going to do he's, the Jim Beheim yes. and say, "Coach, are you upset?" He's like, "You don't know me. Yeah, like, you don't know Dan." And just goes back at him. Hopefully that happens. I mean, he's an interesting character right now. He's mm. trying to be a character. I think. Which is uh, it's a slippery slope. It is. It is definitely a slippery slope. Uh, where, where where did this discussion start, Maui? Yes. Um. What else do we need to talk about with Maui? No Shamanad this year. Thirty four yeah. years we didn't have Shamanad. So this is all D one programs. We got Arizona in there, which is a very interesting team that is, is flying way oh, under the radar. Are you, you're saying they're a blip or a bomb? They are a blip, uh, unless you were in the military, and then I guess that they were a bomb. Can we quickly talk about the military? <laughs> uh, Furman. We're going to get to Villanova. Just, I'm just going to say, that's a tease. We're going to talk about the military later. So, okay, Furman, so Furman. Coach K knew this was the year of the military. I'll never forget. And back to Arizona being the tournament. How are they going so under the radar? And Sean Miller basically downplayed the entire season. He's like, we lost all of our talented players. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sean Miller, um, and, and the Maui thing, another, another great thing about Maui is you get those coaches, the coaches press conference before the tournament starts. And this happened yesterday and they all put on the, the, Maui, the, the Hawaiian shirts, yes. they got their lays on mm-hmm. and then they have to put on the Maui gym sunglasses. They're like contractually obligated to put them on or whatever. This is uh, not for profit, folks. Yeah, no, it's, not it's amateur profit. sports, yeah. but they're contractually obligated. <laughs> <laughs> the kid, you um, see the kids selling sunglasses on the beach. Yeah, there's just an incident. Uh, like, like, come here, yeah, come here. <laughs> How many FBI agents are on the island of Maui as we speak? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Just like hiding in the bushes, waiting to see if. <laughs> well, they're just on vacation. They're yeah. like, son of a bitch. Yeah, like work follows me everywhere. They're hiding in the bushes to see if Cam Reddish is selling his Maui gym sunglasses, <laughs> and they're gonna <laughs> fucking run out of the bushes and tackle him on the beach. Um, but I saw the picture. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see this? No. Did you hear about this? Uh, the 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 row of coaches at the press conference, and like Mark Few and Coach K are leaning. Are, are it's 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 uh, K and then Sean Miller and then Mark Few, and Mark Few and Coach K are like leaning over talking to each other. And Sean Miller does have the "Hello Darkness, my old friend" look mm-hmm. on his face. He just has a thousand mm-hmm. yard stare. And uh, I, it it wasn't it it wasn't a good enough crop picture to become meme worthy but it was close and it made me think of the Tom Crean you remember the Tom Crean picture oh, yes, for you yes, yes. Like sweat- yeah he just <laughs> completely gassed he's just yeah. like what do I do now yeah, he I just mean, looks this like is he everything just I've done it was Dan Hurley to- after game two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's in year four Dan Hurley got it after game two yeah, he's, he he looked like a man out of answers. Yes, like I completely know, lost. Yeah, yeah. Give me out of here. Anyway, it was it was funny because just I'm sure it was just one. of I mean, like the picture was out of context. But it was just probably like a moment of time of Sean Miller just had a blank look on his face. But uh, that, but just the the funny part of wearing a Hawaiian shirt and wearing the lay and uh, just the whole thing is hysterical. And that's why we love the Maui. Invitational. It'd be great if Mark View and Coach K were back there. And Coach K's like, can you believe he's on a phone? Paying $100,000. Mark Few's like, yeah, I cannot believe that. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Why don't you just fly to Japan and recruit kids? What if they were talking what? about, what if what if Kay was like leaning over and was like, Mark, uh, I'm going to f*** you out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do you say? I will, ki- I will kill you in two days. <laughs> and then he turns um, around and never looks back. He's like, oh my God. No, he's like, Mark, uh, <laughs> you went to the Final Four for the first time a couple years ago. How was that? And then Mark's like, it was awesome. And then they just start talking about Final Four stories and Sean Miller is just like, kill me now <laughs> <laughs> he's like how do I get the Gonzaga job he pulls out his phone speed dial Tony Bennett <laughs> <laughs> Tony they're doing it again yeah. they're being mean they're being jerks they're being jerks about it yes I know they're the worst what's your favorite Maui uh, memory Carolina's won a lot out there right uh, so is it a Carolina? It's got to be a Carolina. Well, it's two thousand five, two thousand nine. I think my favorite game was when uh, they were there. I think this was two thousand seven, maybe, and they played Luke Herringoti. Mm-hmm. And it was Hansborough versus Herringoti. And this is a time in college basketball where one and done was happening. Everyone, you know, we're talking about Greg <laughs> yeah. Oden and people like that. It was and Oden's then, freshman year. It would have been Herringoti's freshman year, too, in 07. Yeah. yeah, it might have been 08. It could have been after that. It would have been 08 because then they won the title in 09, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so how was, Carolina was yeah, done. 08, 09, yeah. yeah, so that's what it was. So they played Herringoti that year. And it was just the... It was the best package leading into a game I'd ever seen because you got like Blake Griffin's the talk of the town. We're talking about like UCLA and Darren Collison and mm-hmm. Kevin Love, and then it's like, and tonight the North Carolina <laughs> Tar Heels led by Tyler Hansbro, and it's like him hitting like a turnaround that looks so unathletic, <laughs> and then it's like, and the Irish with Luke Aaron Goody, a battle bad. of the big men tonight in Maui. And it's just like those two guys. And it was like the lamest, like one was like an easy layup of a great pass. And it was Hansborough like doing the stupid turnaround and running down the court. And I was like, man, can they please show Ty Lawson? College basketball. 
<laughs> we love it. I think Adam Morrison is the greatest thing, though. Adam Morrison was I remember watching that with my family over Thanksgiving. Just like, who is this guy? He has 43 points. He hasn't missed a free throw in 18 years. I've told so many, like, my childhood of watching college basketball was the Indiana Hoosiers up until Adam Morrison, and then it became Adam Morrison. And Adam Morrison was, like, a a religion for me. It was, uh, I identified... I've I've talked we've talked I've talked about him on the podcast a thousand fucking times. He invented streaming sports mm-hmm. in my family. Mm-hmm. The concept of watching a game on an internet connection never crossed like it, it was foreign in two thousand five two thousand six, and then they wanted to show Adam Morrison game. ESPN was like, Dad, get off guy. the phone. Yeah. We're trying to watch the game. Exactly. I would sit there. I would like I'm watching Gonzaga play Santa That's Clara. That's a dial-up joke. A lot of it, kids. It's like twelve thirty a.m. on a school night, and I'm watching Gonzaga playing Santa Clara mm-hmm. on a fuzzy monitor in my living room because I just wanted to watch Adam Morrison. I, I love that. I grew out my hair in high school when yeah. I played basketball just because of Morrison. I grew out my mustache at one point. My brother had a trash dash and the long hair. Yeah. It was great. Everyone wanted to look like Adam I love the whole attitude. That's why I also kind of liked Rashad McCants too because like he was a malcontent that just was, you just don't get him. Yeah. You just don't like, he's just misunderstood guys. Like if you just got, took the time to get to know him and I I always felt like I was that guy. Like that Mm -hmm. was, that was the bad boys that I identified with were like the, the guys that just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Rashad McCants is still one of my favorite Carolina players. Yeah. Same with Joe Forte. Same with Rashid Wallace. I liked all the people that were in the system that listened, but they were just like, this is some bullshit. Yeah. And Adam Morrison, if I remember right, Morrison was like super enlightened as well. Like when he was in college and he was writing like religion is a scam or something like shit like that. Well, he's a doomsday prepper now. Yeah. So it all checks out. He'd write that on the whiteboard and then they would like, because I read every article that was ever written about the guy and he'd like, oh, Mm -hmm. he he wrote the religion is the opiate of the masses thing. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old and I'm going to church every Sunday and I was like, whoa, never thought about it that way. (laughs) My dad's like, don't read that shit. He's like, Adam Morrison is Satan, Mark. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm just, he's, he's raising some good questions. He does Dad. the Wonder I'm Boy just, thing. He's like, yeah. yeah, Adam Morrison is the devil. You're like, oh, no, J.J. Reddick is. Oh, man. So, yeah, Morrison, the Maui thing, I I, I don't know. I'll, I'll never forget that as long as I live. 43 points. 43 points. 14 for 28. Mm-hmm. He made like 20 free throws in the game. And it was a triple overtime game. So what is Maui being back? Uh, and again, to reiterate for those who don't know why we keep saying Maui's back, is the PK-80 ruined it last year. This year, they got we got Duke. We got Auburn is ranked eighth in the country. We have Gonzaga. Duke is probably, we're assuming that Duke's going to beat San Diego State. They're probably going to play Auburn tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We have a top 10 matchup there. Yep. Duke wins, whoever wins that is going to play probably Gonzaga in the championship. It's insane. Great field. Uh, but what does that, and then Shamanad's out. So a lot of people are really upset about that, but uh, it actually makes the field stronger for being honest. Yeah, and they're back next year. They do the They'll odd be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But what does that mean for the, the battle for Atlantis? Because for a few years there, Atlantis had become... The thing, and I feel like I haven't heard about Atlantis at all in the lead up to because this. all the Have teams we? that are in Atlantis are not covered by the mass media. Who That's just the, a fact. You got you, Florida. Without looking, do you, yeah. or do you have it pulled up already? No, well, I just looked at it. Oh, okay. But I know Virginia and Florida are in it, right? Those are the two teams that everyone's like, okay, that matters. And then yeah. the national player of the year I, I, right I now. Honest, I honest to God don't know a single team until you said who's in battle for Atlantis. Ethan Happ. Let's go, Brad. Wait, hold on. See, this is why we have to have this podcast because ESPN is going to tell you that R.J. Barrett had a turkey sandwich for lunch today and it didn't sit well in his stomach. And we're going to tell you, Buzzcut Brad is in the Bahamas right now. Dude, hold on. Gambling at the casinos. Hang on. Yes. Uh, Let me grab a towel before you answer this question. Mm. But are Wisconsin and Virginia on opposite sides of the bracket? Yes. And they might meet in the championship? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that is when the race to 69 turns to the race to 45. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Oh, it's so good. If you love defense and you love so triple threat good. positions and you love crisp, <laughs> crisp passes, crisp, then you will like that game. And now suddenly it makes complete sense why I've not heard about the battle for Atlantis mm. at all is because it might be Wisconsin, Virginia, and the Battle for Atlantis. It's like the, whoever runs the Battle for Atlantis is like, who the fuck set this? Like, you're fired. You're all fired. Get out of here. Seth Greenberg was supposed to bring it up, and then he just heard Duke, and he was so shook by that. He was just like, yeah, and about Duke, I mean, let me just tell you about R.J. Barrett. <laughs> Apparently, he's not feeling well today. So, oh, God, that's going to be— uh, we're, we, You and I might be the only two that watch that game, Wisconsin, Virginia. So if Wisconsin and Virginia are playing at the exact same time as Duke and Zaga. We're watching Wisconsin, Virginia for sure. And uh, we'll check Twitter for all the Duke content. Oh my God. I know I'll see it. Yeah. We'll we'll come back around and see it. Mm -hmm. Um, Trey Jones was playing really well. 
Trey Jones is this, the, the most way. important freshman on Duke. I think there's going to be a moment, and it might even be this game. Again, we don't know how this, I don't know how this game's going to end. That's going on right now, but uh, there are going to be a, a couple games this year where the the team playing Duke is going to say, "Let's make Trey Jones beat us," mm-hmm. and Trey Jones is going to say, "Cool." I'm cool Thanks. with that. <laughs> it's you. about time. Uh, got gotcha, you, bitch. I got all these other guys to yeah. come here, so now I'm going to take all the shots. I think, I think he's going to win them like two or three games. Just like he's going to go absolutely nuts, but he's going to he's going to average like ten points a game. But he's going to have a career high of like thirty two points because mm-hmm. one game he's just going to be left open and he's just going to be laughing his ass. He's off. going to hit a bunch I, of threes yeah. and just everyone's going to be like, "How do you stop Duke coming off? Yeah, coming off pick and rolls and just." taking it to the hole because no one wants to actually hedge on him and they just forgot that he's really good. My one thing I do like about Duke and what Kay's doing is he at least is going deep in the bench uh, from what I've seen. And I like yeah. the idea that Alex O'Connell can win six man of the year in the ACC. He's not going to win six man of the year because Coach K will Jack White is going to win six man of the year. Jack White will be a starter. I actually... I, I don't know if you're joking. Guard I actually the would love that. Yeah, he's perfect. If you if you played the best when he was out there, yeah, dude, he does all the scrappy if you're, stuff. If Duke is trying to put out their five best players, they're mm-hmm. definitely putting Jack White out there with the four freshmen. Because you got to yeah. be honest, you got to have at least three guys that'll dive for a ball on the floor at all times. Yeah. So RJ's not diving. Cam's not diving. Zion's diving. Trey's diving. By the way, Jack Duke, White will fight anyone to dive. Duke does pass my white guy test, where you want. Although Jack White's probably too good. Mm. That's a concern. My 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 white guy test is you you want. All the all the best teams, and again, this is this is obviously I'm pulling this out of my ass, but my theory is you want two white guys on your team. You want one guy to be the designated shooter. You want one guy to be the designated junk guy mm-hmm. that sets the screens and grabs the boards and sets the picks and like I guess that's setting screens. Uh, does all the junk shit. The, the one jack guy, saw basically one guy's a glue guy, Zubek. one guy's an X factor. That's the what suton. you want. Yeah. Yeah, Sutan. Yeah, the Goron Sutan. I learned. <laughs> I learned that you know he's probably not. Izzo's not that upset with Nick Ward when he goes back and watches Sutan. You know that's what yeah. I learned from watching that 06 game. Yeah. So uh, Duke does pass that test, but but Jack White isn't just a screen set. That's that's concern. Chemistry problems on Duke. You're gonna have the, the, O'Connell and White are gonna butt heads. You're gonna be like, you're supposed to be the dirty work guy. I'm mm. the scorer. No, mm. no, 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 no. You're the dirty work guy. I'm the scorer. Yeah. Alex O'Connell is not listening. He's like, I'm yeah. the scorer. Yeah. Uh, look at this shooting sleeve that I have. Meanwhile, on. as they're arguing, RJ Barrett's shooting 26 <laughs> times <Yeah>. a game. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing up the threes. Um, all right. We, we're bearing the lead, I think, because uh, the lead, despite what Jay Williams thinks uh, about how Duke— Oh, the Warriors, yeah. It's yeah, a lot, yeah. lot of turmoil. The real, the real lead in college basketball right now is that Villanova, the wheels have completely fallen off. Jay Wright is no longer handsome. Um, Addicted to the five stars. Yeah. He 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 danced with the devil and mm. he, he's losing right now. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and his name was Javon Quinterly. Yeah, and it hasn't worked out yet. Javon Quinterly. Gets Kudos a, to Jalen Brunson. This has been great for the Brunson brand. Yeah, it has. Uh, it, it's so been nice. Two day. What is it? Two days? Three days after Jay Wright publicly says that Quinterly might be the best point guard he's ever coached, mm-hmm. and then brings up Kyle Lowry and fails to mention Jalen Brunson. Uh, two days after he says this. Um, Quinterly gets a, a, a DNP against Furman, and Villanova loses in overtime at home to Furman. There Your was thoughts. precedent <laughs> in this game. Okay, First, shout out to the armed forces. The Furman team, great for them. I mean, you get do you, army. Let me, do you support the troops? Yes. You personally do? Best, best scoring offense in the country, Mark Titus. I support Who the troops it? as well. Another team with the troops. VMI. Citadel. Oh. Great uh, for the great year for the troops. I mean, they're, they're just, the I mean, Army should have won that game. We all know Coach K should have thrown it if he really Kyle, cared. Kyle, get on this. Make some shirts that say One Shining Podcast supports the troops. And yes. then we have logos of all the armed services branches yes. on the t-shirt. Furman. Boom. I just want a Furman t-shirt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. It's, it, dude, that's the, the theme of amateur sports. You just make the shit. You're exploiting the schools. Who cares? We're making the money. And yeah. <laughs> I do love Fig Newtons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is for sure. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I also support the troops. Furman is... It's, so So are you saying the story of this game is that Furman is, is good? Is 5-0. and oh. They played Villanova twice ever. The last time they played them, guess what? Went to overtime. Guess what? They lost. Oh. <laughs> 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 but still, thought it was but, pretty cool. Just kidding. But what if they would have won? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, but Furman was really cool in this game. This was a great team. They already had the the win, the dunk at the end with, mm-hmm. with mounts. It's a nice like flip on bounce with mounts. And then Hunter is great for them. They're just a fun team. And that's why I was talking about South Carolina. So they're Greenville, South Carolina, which was a nice uh, bump for South Carolina. Brian Bowen is filing a case 
against the FBI yeah, in yeah. South Carolina. I want to talk about that later. Which yeah. is great. Save uh, that. Save so a, so a lot of stuff's you know, happening in South Carolina, so that's great for them. Uh, and then I just want to say, looking at that Villanova team, it's a lot of burden on Phil Booth. Mm-hmm. He's having to do a lot. Because well, he's hitting big shots in this game, coming down, hitting pull-up threes, taking the lead, and then Hunter comes down, hits a three to answer. And then from there, it just seemed like they had no answer. I don't know. Pascal is just not as... He's not a number one guy. Who's not yeah, a number one guy? That's the problem. Gillespie's not a number one guy. They can't get anyone it's, open. They're taking two, deep threes. They're shooting like thirty two percent from three. I think like America shot forty last year. America, you get too comfortable and and with with Jay Wright's machine that he builds that this the team they have a team that team is good. We play the they right lose way. The yeah, they play the right way mm. exactly. Yes, they lose the best two players or something. Next guy steps up the next year. He's good, and it's just this this conveyor belt of talent. By the time guys become juniors and seniors, they're great and they're ready to leave. Because the team that's what four that stars do. Yeah, that's develop. how that's how it all works. Mm. And you forget that it it doesn't always work that way. And every so often, like especially was, with five yeah, stars, if it was really that easy, um, everyone would be doing that, and they're mm. not. And sometimes. Yeah, sometimes like yeah, Pascal's looking around like, dude, I love my role on the team last year. Can we go back to that? Yeah. Like, why do I have to be? I like the guy being the seventh man. Yeah. That mattered, so I, I get open the, shots. Yeah. What is this about? I will say though, like Villanova is shooting a ton of threes, and this is also and they're missing a ton. They're of threes. missing a ton of threes, and you have to make shots in this game. I, I don't know why we don't have that T-shirt, Kyle, already. Um, but I've said this for years. Got to make shots in this game. Uh, but it, it is kind of interesting to to think that. I don't. I don't. I guess like the Warrior. Everything that's going on in the NBA trickles down to college. It, it, it always has, right? And so the Warriors. <laughs> Welcome are hitting, to the podcast, Jay Williams. Right. <laughs> so you got the Warriors. They hit all these threes, and then people are. I mean, the stat nerds look at that and they're like, obvious. And, and do you, you think Villanova Rockets. is losing these games to match the Warriors so they can Ooh, keep that comparison right, going? They're right. like, we're also struggling. The point I want to make is this, Tate: that you can't just, you know, like the stats always say, shoot more threes. Like that's where the game is going, and all that. Mm. We forget college kids or Nelly these are kids who came up with it. Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino invented the three-point oh, yeah, shot. Right. Um, Billy Donovan. The guys aren't as good. Like yeah, the the Warriors can get away with it because they are good enough to consistently hit threes. And yeah, they when really the best have player plays. Night. I mean, yeah, I know they lost. Curry, yeah. yeah, exactly. When Steph Curry plays, they're always going to hit their three. But in college, you have these nights where you just don't hit shit. And this is this was always the concern. Like when Villanova was was choking in the NCAA tournament, this was the concern that. I had and America had and all of that is like when you rely that much on three and and why people will always the the idiom of like three point shoot Charles Barkley was yelling that when when mm-hmm. Golden State was going to win their first title jump shooting teams can't win titles all that shit because there is some truth to that when you get teams that aren't super elite talented um you do have that happen. And, but but and why has Villanova always been good? Because they have the dribble drive and they have a guy right. that can beat their man off the dribble. Gillespie can't do that. Quinterly's True. not playing. Phil True. Booth is a perimeter guy. Cosby Roundtree is like this weird, you know, hybrid in between three and four guy that really— That's a good point. He doesn't have a—he's a, a, not going to post up on the block. Pascal just goes in the corner and shoots threes. So they have no—basically, they need someone to drive to kick, but there's no one in the middle that helps That's them. That's a great that. point because yeah. I, think, I think the success that Villanova's had has been oversimplified to just shoot threes and make them. Yeah, and it's but not, they're open shots. But the reason they get open is because of all the other Brunson's factors. in the middle of the lane. Yeah. He kicks it to DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo pump fakes, throws it one, one more to whoever's in the Mikhail corner, Bridges, Pascal or yeah. Bridges, whoever, and they hit the three, and, and we're like, what a beautiful game. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And, and <laughs> like, then, that's how different, like, it's one little subtle thing. And I think it's on Gillespie. Like, I, I can mm. see that there is a little, like, not that, it, he just has to be, he has to do more. Like, he is the point guard. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to be a stopgap, I think, and now it's like, no, you have to be Archie Diacono 2.0. So, are, are we concerned about Villanova? No. Ooh. I'm not. No. Can I, what if I said I was? Do you think I'm crazy? Because I don't know how but I... What, but what is, like, what is the, I mean, what do we, do we expect them to be the number one team I in guess, the country? I guess I that's, don't. A, that's a yeah. good point. Is like, what is the expectation? Because Villanova's a five seed in the tournament, and they're a scary five seed. That's true. I mean, that, that sort of, to me, is a good year. I mean, we've seen teams win titles and not make the tournament. I'm, yeah, that's you know? true. Uh, I'm concerned in that sense. I, you, you bring up a good point. I'm, I'm concerned in the sense that, like, I'm definitely out on Villanova. Oh, yeah. A, they're not a, a they're Final not, Four, yeah. being a whatever, it's sort being of like, a contender. It, yeah, it's noted, like, yeah, it's actually nice that we got exposed early to it. Yeah. And, and what is up with that arena? Because it might be cursed. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, they, they, they renovated. Is, they, they, is this they, our fault? Like, I was hammering <laughs> it all. I was like, why do they play in the Wolf Fargo Center? Put these games back on campus. And then they're like, okay, cool. We'll do that. And then... 
Whoops. And okay. they're kind of going to miss out because the Sixers could make the finals or, you know, or at least be late in the playoffs and mm-hmm. they could have been playing in the same building the whole year and have a nice little run. Is it a hangover year? Is Philly is Philly as a whole just having the hangover year with the Eagles as well? Maybe that's, maybe, should we blame Doug Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> Joel Embiid's always having a hangover year. There you go. Uh, by the way, uh, Villanova fell from, where were they ranked? Eighth? Yes. To out of the rankings? Out. Yep. I don't know if you noticed this. Zero Big East teams in the top 25 in the poll that came out this morning. And they had two one seeds last year. People forget that. Zero. Two one seeds, two zero ranked teams. Zero ranked teams. It's got to be Thanks a lot, Chris Mack. Yeah. Not only, first of all, not only new Big East teams Mm. are ranked, uh, zero new, I actually went through, I looked, there are no old Big East teams. Even the the teams that were in the Big East, Syracuse isn't currently ranked. Um, uh, Georgetown. Well, Georgetown's in the new Big East as well. Uh, like UConn is not ranked. Um, Cincinnati's not ranked. Uh, <laughs> Dan Hurley's in a Pitt's straight jacket ranked. right now, so yeah. they got to really right, figure right. that out. Yeah, yeah. So th- th- this is basically what I'm saying is is the the old Big East legacy is is yeah. I don't know. It's lost East, right it's now. Tough. It's very it's tough. tough. Yeah. But Where's God, Chris Mullen when you need him? Do you remember the old Big East? Oh, though? I know. Did you see the uh, the foul? The guy? Yeah, you had to have seen. It. Everyone mm-hmm. saw it, right? Mm-hmm. The kid that threw his elbow and hit the guy in the face. You know what I miss? The NIT Invitational being the most fun in New York, like the preseason Invitational. The okay. NIT. That, oh yeah, that yeah. was uh, that yeah. was a big. I mean, Maui was too. But is that one going on? Still? Yeah, that's so happening. And we don't know about that one either. I think we know that it's Kyle, happening. Kyle, pull up who's playing in that one. The preseason. I, I want to throw it to Kyle. I've been listening to. Uh, Rogan podcast more recently. I don't know. And the <laughs> Jamie, pull that shit up. <laughs> Jamie, I heard about this uh, chimpanzee that that they taught how to use automatic weapons, and he robbed a gas station the other night. Pull that shit up, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the here it is. Kansas Marquette. Oh, you pulled it up. Today. Yeah, okay. Tennessee, Louisville. Pretty Kansas good. Marquette, Tennessee. What? 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 Yes. That's great. Yes. Wednesday night, Kansas. Duke has Marquette. just swallowed everything, dude. Exactly. Duke has just swallowed yes. absolutely everything. It that, is a commercial. That, we didn't even know that. So like Yeah. You think you're watching a sports channel, it is a Duke commercial. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But uh they're playing that match. It's like in so South Park when everything is an ad. That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Or yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Nice. That'd be good. Day before Thanksgiving. I, or is it Tuesday, Wednesday? And the night after. Yeah. So oh, it's, no it's Wednesday, Wednesday Friday. Friday. Yes. Wow, we figured that out. Nice. Nice. Marquette, oh, that would be that would be awesome for the old Big East if Marquette could win that. Whoa, Joe! In 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 uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, yeah. So no no Big East teams, but there are six Big Ten teams. Big Ten is good. How, there's six ACC teams, right? Six ACC teams in the My top God. sixteen. I think Virginia Tech probably made the biggest statement. No, we, no, no, we, no, 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 we can't we can't we can't talk about the ACC or Big Ten. That'd be oh, it'd be, that's right, it would be yeah, homers. That's not fair us. for us. Yeah, it's yeah. not fair. I wish we could to talk, to talk about, about how, yeah. how about how half the ranked teams in the country are mm-hmm. either Big Ten or ACC. But but it's homers. You know, they're obviously not the best conferences. We just talk about them because we're homers. So but we can't. Where's do that. Indiana, by the way? We can't. Listen, what is going on there? Listen, what's happening? They got they no. Got I'm, dick, I'm asking, dude. Yeah, I'm asking. Like, I'm. Oh, concerned. you're. Oh, you're saying. No, I'm. I'm on oh, your side. So can we make this point that Indiana? Uh, I'm if not, you've watched listen, Indiana play, I mean, you got Indiana lost at Arkansas. Uh, Gafford is in, but that was a close game. And yeah. Arkansas is great at home. My problem is this: is like, if that ball bounces, we saw the last play. Mm-hmm. The the runner the bounce hangs on the rim, doesn't go in. The tip in doesn't go in, and then the, the rebound gets fouled. Questionable call. I'm not gonna. You know, who, who gives a shit? It's November. I'm not gonna like lose my mind and say that the Hoosiers got not going to Dan Hurley yeah, yeah yeah it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. uh, it's the second but it was like like you know it was it was probably not the best call in the world but whatever um, but the, the 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 frustration is that you're absolutely right Tate is if the ball bounces two inches the other way suddenly people are like damn Indiana might be like what 17th best team in the are country are you saying it's a game of inches yeah it is a game of inches oh wow yeah Al Pacino it, I, I I just love the uh, the 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 polling decisions that are made. Like like Michigan beats the hell out of Villanova, right? Mm-hmm. And Michigan shoots up the rankings, and then Villanova shoots down the. And it's like so, if Villanova sucks, yeah, then Michigan beating Villanova isn't really that good of a win. And they that's why I would like up. to recant on the last but podcast. Yet, I said Michigan winning at Villanova would be the biggest win of the season, and now I would like to say Furman <laughs> beating Villanova at home was yeah. the biggest win. And of the like season. if if Mich- so like Michigan shoots up when they beat Villanova, Furman doesn't get ranked when they beat. I, it, basically, everyone's making it up as they go, and um, that's it's kind of funny. I don't really care either way, but I also do care because we're talking about it at, right now. But um, do you know no. the mascot of the Citadel? I mean, not the Citadel, uh, a Furman. 
Too many oh, military oh, uh, schools uh, in my yes, mind right I do. now. The, uh, it's like, it has something to do with Aladdin, right? Like the, uh, the Pal- Paladins or something? Close. Not Aladdin. A real person. What? Charlemagne. The Great. The father of Europe. Those are his people, like on his council. What do you say? And then, and then what, I was what, thinking what, to myself. What, say the, the answer. What's the answer? It's the uh, Palins. Palins. The Palins. That's Palins. right. Yeah. Yes. So I'm thinking about this. <laughs> this is how deep I'm going to South Carolina than being on the map. Then we're going to talk about Brian Bowen. So you got Charlemagne. That's his court. You know, the father of Europe. Mm-hmm. And those that's what he calls them. They're in South Carolina. Then I'm thinking to myself, Bill Simmons podcast. Charlemagne, Charlemagne the, the God, God. Also from South Carolina. Whoa. Is Charlemagne the Great. The Whoa. father of South Carolina. This goes all the way to the top. Yes, goes all the way to the top. Holy shit. ECU. Uh, I need to take a break to... To, to digest, get ready for Brian Bowen talk. To digest what you just yes. threw at me. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Brian Bowen. We'll talk about uh, various other things that are going to come up. But uh, first, this break. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, SeatGeek. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. By searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value, SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget plus every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence let's be honest Mark Titus myself Kyle we all want to be in Vegas we want to be at the Vegas Invitational we, we want to be Vegas in the we want to be in the building hey, just for fun I pulled this up as you're reading the ad yes uh, let's do a little let's do a little exercise here uh, I, I pulled out my phone got on SeatGeek looked up tickets for tomorrow's Duke versus Auburn game in mm. the Maui Invitational mm. how much you think it's going to cost you to get into the gym for the Duke Auburn game tomorrow. In uh, uh, selling your soul. According to according to SeatGeek, close enough. It is five thousand five hundred ninety-five dollars, and SeatGeek says that's a good deal. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do the people at the ticket office do with all that money? Do they just like laugh and throw it in the air? Oh wait, this is a VIP course. I don't know. Okay, that's the. It's, that's, it says general admission. I don't know, but this is that's what that's what my app tells me. So uh, that's for the Duke fans. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Duke <laughs> fans like, out there. like this is pretty cheap. But yeah, listen, that's it's still the best deal because it's SeatGeek. Thank you, SeatGeek. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code OSP today. That's promo code OSP for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Back to One Shining Podcast. All right, we are back. Uh, Tate, live breaking news. Um, I want to break this on the podcast. Jeff Goodman, our good friend. And by good friend, I mean... You and I have each a good been, man. Yeah, he's a good man. Um, we, while we were away, while we were recording the podcast, Jeff Goodman quote tweeted my tweet talking about Zion being fat. Mm. And he said, if that's fat, I want to be so damn fat. So it feels like Jeff Goodman falls on the side of Zion not being fat. And we know Jeff Goodman, uh, Duffy nominee, mm. almost won the Duffy for excellence in journalism last year for his work and traveling to Lithuania for for like seven weeks. Someone asked Jeff, how uh, far are you willing to go for this job? Yeah. And he said Lithuania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think this is, this might be our biggest weigh in, no pun intended, on mm. the is Zion Williamson fat, right? This might be the biggest, uh, as a company man, uh, I thought Jason Concepcion was the biggest name. But to has weigh he in. has he officially declared? <laughs> what? Who's declared? Has has I don't has know. I Concepcion. Seen it. I he, no he hasn't idea. picked a side. Who? What do you mean? He, like, he, like which side? Like he hasn't picked. Is Zion which fat or profile not? to look at to decide? <laughs> so there's a debate going on, Tate. I don't know if you're aware. I'll, I'll get you up to speed. Is yes. Zion Williamson fat? Is yes. the question? Yes, fat farm. Ph. And, and Jeff Goodman is saying he's not fat. And Concepcion has not declared uh, a side. Well, I'm waiting for it. All right. I'm waiting yeah. for the definitive answer. So I, th- I, think, I think this is, this the, is the good, yeah. yes. So this, as we stand right now, this is the biggest answer. That's why I brought it up. This is what the Goodman the, people believe. Yeah. Until he we hear from... Skinny. Yeah, we're just going to keep uh, raising the bar. But the bar is now set at Jeff Goodman, and let's see if we can get someone higher than that to... And to be honest, I in. want him to be fat for icon status. You know, yeah. it's like... Can Zion Williamson do for fat people what Clyde Drexler did for bald people? Where he had the male pot, like Jordan was a coward. Jordan mm. shaved the dome 
Um, Jordan said, I can't be caught with male pattern baldness. I'm going to just go all the way. But Clyde Drexler would grow that shit out and he'd have the horseshoe going and bald people everywhere, I assume. I don't know. I wasn't. Yeah, I don't think Jordan had a choice. I think he went to that Illuminati meeting and they were like, you got to shave it. You got to shave it. Clyde Clyde would grow his shit out and be like, yo, I'm bald and I'll still yam on you. And bald people were like, yeah, that's our guy. (laughs) Jordan was like, and you'll never win a title. (laughs) And he ran away. And that could be Zion for fat people. That's why people should want him to be fat because then you can be like, that's our guy. As a fat man, I love this guy. I don't know. I think so. I think he could be an icon. Um, moving on to more important things. Virginia Tech beats Purdue uh, in the Charleston Classic. Is that what it is? There's a lot of classics going around. Classics. Again, Charleston, South Carolina. Well, we're back. Well, there's also like the South Carolina. There, yeah, there's a Myrtle, South, Beach there's the Myrtle Beach Classic. Yes. It's like. Lot, lots going down in Frank Martin territory. And all he wanted was Zion to come and play in it. That's it. Come on. I, I, in all honesty, dude. Zion, Zion in South Carolina taking to, over. He should have gone to Clemson. Playing on Furman. Clemson was the play. No, Furman. That was the play. <laughs> Furman. He goes military. People love him forever. I you still, know what I, mean? I, I, I still, it still doesn't look right to see him in a When Zion jersey, dunked but, for Furman, people say, thank you for yeah, your service. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech beats Purdue 89-83. This mm. was a game that Sean Farnham was on the call. I forget who he was calling the game with. I watched the whole thing, and Sean Farnham had he had to fan himself and, and get a, a, a cold cloth over his neck at all times like this man they busted out the this feels like an elite eight game mm. they must have said that 30 times mm. throughout the broadcast and my dad who you know he, he's he's become a character on the show we know that he's a hoosier uh my dad texted me like a thousand times he's like if this guy thinks that this that the purdue is going to be in the elite eight this year he's got to get out you know and like, then your poor mother right there yeah, pulling for yeah, purdue is like uh, please stop yeah. stop saying bad things but, about yeah, my but team. it was it was driving me nuts because i was like Keeping your pants, Sean. I mean, like these. It's a good game. It's not, you know. It, but what happens is, like, people get so excited at their the start of the year that when they they see a good game, they think that good game. Means, Coach Hurley, are you listening? Yeah, they think that good game means two titan teams that are going to compete for a national title, mm-hmm. and it's like no. sort of like Kentucky and Duke in the championship. Yeah, Classic. exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. So they the, they kept busting that out. They got so excited. It was they, they kept like doing they, they they did the move where there's 12 minutes left, and they're like, oh my god, so much action, and there's still 12 minutes left, yeah. and then there's a dead ball, and they're like, folks, think about all that we've seen so far, and there's still nine and a half minutes left, and there's still. You know what's yeah. happening? I think is that everyone on these broadcasts they're running out of the catchphrases, they're running out of things to say, so they're continuing to just it's all in the same circle of you know it's like. I don't know. Things yeah. are getting wonky out there, uh, or, or you know, whatever. And they're all saying the same. We got to make shots. Oh, how about this? Uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, getting, whatever. It's getting cold out there, but the action is heating, up, heating inside. up inside. It's almost time for that. I'm so excited. And then that. you that just hear a usually, lighter, and it's Bill Walton yeah. lighting a joint. You're like, what is? <laughs> He's on ESPN. It's usually a mid-December line when that mm-hmm. one starts coming out. Yeah, it's like uh, January. As soon as we get in conference, folks. Play. It's freezing balls in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> but inside the Schottenstein Center, the action is heating up. It's a yes. picture of Boston College and it's just snow everywhere. Can you guys promise me, the friends of the program listening, can you promise mm. me if you ever see this on TV? That's my favorite line in all of commentating, my favorite cliche that they do. If you're watching a game and they say that, please tweet it at me. I will, I guarantee a retweet. That's the one thing I will always guarantee retweets of is it's getting cold Who outside, says it first? I think Dan Schulman. Dan Schulman, yeah. uh, he's probably minus 250 to say yeah, that first. Yeah, so. He may say it tongue-in-cheek this year. Uh, so Virginia Tech beats Purdue in a uh, what what – Many people, and by many people, I mean Sean Farnham, was calling the game of the century. Uh, this was a game that I, I was I actually was really impressed with Virginia Tech. They played really well. Carson, mm-hmm. I was also, I came away saying like, goddamn, Carson Edwards is deserving, not that I didn't know this already, but he's deserving of every piece of praise he's ever gotten in his life. The, the guy's incredible. He's going to, he's basically Purdue's entire team. Um, How jealous was Mac McClung when he saw that dunk? Yeah. Oh, the left-handed? Yes. I love that. The, the John Wall, like, what is that? It's nice. But it's a good it, move because, I mean, people are, you, people don't expect it to happen, especially when you're right here. Yeah, like, is that, that's something you obviously, pra- like, but at what point in your life do you decide, I'm going to be a left-handed dunker? When you're doing the mic and drill and you're in eighth grade and you can just <laughs> dunk every time, you're like, yeah, I probably just start dunking every, left-handed. Every time yeah. you go left, you're like, wow, I jump higher. This is weird. It's <laughs> this just, is It's cool. just like, it just seems so weird. Like, because Carson, this is, that's his state. Like, he doesn't throw down right-handed like that. Mm-hmm. He only does it left-handed. And John Wall did the same thing at Kentucky. And... I don't know. It feels like something that has to be a conscious decision when you're yeah, like Yeah, John Wall 16. made a conscious choice. Yeah, he was like, this is going to be dope. I'm going to start like dunking deciding, on people left-handed. Yeah, yeah. you want to be a switch hitter. Yeah. It, you know, it's just unnatural. Like, no one grows up in baseball as a switch. You know, you have to, like, make a decision. Mm-hmm. You're not, like, a natural switch hitter. You just, like, decide, I'm going to be a switch. It's the same sort of thing. It's like, I'm going to be a left-handed dunker just for fun. 
just for just because it'll be fun. Uh, anyway, I came away from this game saying Carson Edwards, every bit as good as advertised. We already knew that though. Uh, and Virginia Tech also very very good. I was very impressed with Virginia Tech's balance. Alexander and, Walker uh, yeah. of the Alexander family, uh, not the Alexander the Great, uh, but just of the Shea Gilgis Alexander family. And I think he's the one that I underrated on this Virginia Tech team. I mean, yeah. Justin Robinson is one we're all going to talk about. He's sort of the basically Carson Edwards of Virginia Tech. Ahmad Hill had a great game. Ahmad Hill had a great game. There's there's a bunch of guys on that team. Well, it kept happening Last year. every single guy like I don't know Justin Robinson who hit a three and I'm like how that's the guy that Purdue's got to stop why are they not stopping him mm-hmm. Mod Hill will do something I was like that's the guy they got to stop and then I I realized like wow and they're Tech missing Chris Clark I mean he's still yeah. suspended I mean like, that's well, a guy that would really matter to them they have a lot of guys that they need to stop that's that's a tough spot to be in they're a top yeah. 10 team yeah they're very, I really very I really good. do believe that they are and I think that they have lost some kind of really they, they've lost some tough games in the tournament and now you can see it's carried over where Buzz is I don't yeah. know. Th- those guys love playing for Buzz. Buzz is a good coach. Yeah. Probably going to win ACC Coach of the Year, I would say. Think so? Right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because it's just... Because <laughs> why not? Because like, we can't give it to Tony every year. Because who cares? Yeah, and yeah. Tony just winks at him. They're yeah. like, maybe we can. Yeah. Yeah. Tony will find a way this year. Mm-hmm. He'll find a way. No, um, Coach K is winning. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> coach K. So what, what does Duke have to do? If, if Duke's undefeated, Coach K will definitely win it. But if he's going to win it. He's going to win regardless. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna They're going to win the regular season for the first time. In, in 20, and that's yeah. going to be the story. That's mm-hmm. going to be the storyline. Mm-hmm. The first Duke team to overcome the obstacles. It's so hard. Yeah. We were back dropping. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of obstacles. We're back on Duke again. Um, did you see the thing? I, I didn't notice this until last night. It was brought up uh, during the broadcast. Kenny Blackshear's left foot thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of this? Yes, I saw it. Yes. I watched the game. Okay, but. <laughs> weird. What the fuck? Yeah, Weird. And, and if you didn't watch the game, or even if you did, because I don't know, the dude, it, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. He just like does not put his left heel on the ground. That's pretty much it. And and you're saying, okay, so in certain situations he doesn't put his. I'm saying the he's man, always on the balls of his left foot. The ball of his left his, yeah. his left leg. balls of your feet, ball of your left and then, foot. Yeah. By extension, his left leg is always. So do bent. your feet have two balls? Ooh. I Your guess. feet combined have two balls, right? Yeah. So yeah, one, there's yeah, one, one ball, one per ball. Yeah. One ball one per ball foot. Of, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So he's always on his left ball, um, and he never puts his heel down ever. When he's running, when he's standing still, when that was, uh, it's it's the game within the game. If you're ever watching a Virginia Tech game this year and you can't find yourself to care either way, just like keep watching it and just watch this guy's left foot and just see if it. That that's the upset of the. This is the this is the Jaleel Okafor loses every tip at Duke like oddity that I'm most obsessed with. I don't know if you remember this. When Jaleel Okafor was at Duke, someone brought it to my attention. The man never won a jump ball the entire season. Because as we know, uh, Jaleel Okafor was fat. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we did the research. He was. I was like, I was, I was so mesmerized. Really good basketball player. Yeah. But. I was so mesmerized by the thing that he never, mm. ever won a tip ever. And then that became like the thing I would watch every time I'd watch Duke. I'd be like, well, this is my thing now with, with Virginia Tech. Is is his heel is his left heel ever gonna touch the I don't get it. It doesn't I mean I know he had like a foot injury, right? So like that's when will his ball drop? Him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is the question. It's it's the most bizarre thing in the world. Anyway, back to the back to the actual basketball. Virginia Tech's <laughs> a top ten team. Uh it's good to see. It's good to see Purdue be out in the world. It was a tough loss for them, but everyone saw them play a great game. And I think I think, I think we may have underestimated Purdue. I think I being, don't know. I don't, I I maybe. I like Purdue. I think in the Big Ten. I think here's what happened with with Purdue. I I personally was no matter what happens with Purdue this year, I was 100 percent right on that. I need more uh, for Harms. <laughs> no, they uh, Purdue is is who I thought they were in the so far. Uh, it's Carson Edwards, a bunch of pretty good players around him, but he needs more help. Um, he I get the vibe that he doesn't trust his teammates, mm. and I also don't think he's wrong to not trust his teammates. Um, because when Evan Boudreaux and Ryan Klein are your best options, Eastern though, eh, you Eastern's got to play more. But uh, uh, when when those are like the best pieces you have around you, it's tough when you're mm-hmm. Carson Edwards and you know it's it's one of those things where like by by the end of January he's going to realize that him shooting with two hands in his face is better than a lot of these guys shooting wide open. And not that Purdue has bad shooters; they actually have a lot of good shooters. But you get the point that. Uh, it's going to be one of those things, I think, where he mm. just tries to take over, and and yeah, it's going to be tough. It's so, all right. But he's good. But oh my God, is he good? Yeah, Eastern and Edwards as a backcourt, as far as like getting steals, getting turnovers, that's good. It That'll was work. a really good game. It was yep. a really, really good game. Um, But yeah, let's uh, not a, not a, uh, certainly not an Elite Eight game. Do we have anything else before we go? 
Let's uh, just like quickly on the Brian Bowen thing. Basically, he is. Oh yeah, su- we, yeah. We, did, yeah we kept teasing that. We didn't talk about Brian Bowen. Yeah, he's Brian Bowen Adidas. is. Yeah, he's suing Adidas from the state of South Carolina where he was. He transferred to South Carolina. Now he's signed with a team in Australia, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to play professional basketball. But he is suing them for uh, basically saying that they he ruined was his he life. was yeah 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 <laughs> you guys uh, ruined my life over nineteen thousand dollars yeah or maybe a hundred thousand yeah or or was it however much Oregon offered I don't know mm-hmm. who knows but. Brian Bowen, going back at him, and all the people that were named in the original FBI case are all named in this uh, case. He's seeking basically to have Adidas never be able to sponsor Division One sports teams again. So this is going to get tossed out mm-hmm. immediately. Yes, it's a very, very bold thing. But let's entertain it as though it's possible. Because, because basically, like, if there's a, if, if the case is, I, I don't know, if, if it's Brian Bowen saying Adidas ruined my life, I'm like, yes, I would agree, like, Mm-hmm. I would be really shitty. Personal damages, too. yes. But he's like basically suing them and saying you can't sponsor. He's like trying to take sponsorship out of NCA, and to that I say you have zero chance of getting this done. This thing's gonna get thrown out immediately. But, let's but what inter- happens if they go to the Supreme Court and then Ooh. in you know twenty years kids are learning about you know Bowen versus the NCAA because all the way to the top. amateurism. Yes, it goes all the way to it's going go to the, Brian, it's going to the Supreme it. Court in Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> On the campus of VCU, <laughs> we will now hear your special case. guest Shaka Smart. Yeah, so let's hold on, but but for, just for fun because we are uh, irresponsible and this is a podcast that does not take itself seriously. What if we entertain the idea that Adidas, like Brian Bowen, wins and Adidas can't sponsor anything ever again? Then you're gonna That'd get ready. Awesome. For, you're gonna be uh, seeing a lot of Adidas stuff elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. On buses, yeah. you see Adidas. Uh, you know, it would be funny if they just actually sent a truck of uh, all the Adidas stuff. You know, like J- they signed James Harden, they just sent a truck of Adidas stuff. That was what they just sent yeah. to Brian Bowen's house right now. They're like, yeah. we really don't want to do any legal stuff. Uh, but here's a bunch of Adidas. Let's stuff. settle. Let's settle. The out ultimate of court. troll. Yeah. Settle he, he's like wearing Adidas sort of, stuff yeah. while he's suing them. He's yeah. like, I don't know. It's kind of comfortable. But <laughs> like basically, Rick Pitino was doing yeah. <laughs> when he's going on his tour around the campuses and. He's wearing the three stripes, and everyone's like, "Isn't didn't Adidas kind of ruin your life, Rick?" And he's like, "No, I ruined my own life. I love Adidas. <laughs> that was on me. I love Adidas." <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would be awesome though. If if this, I mean, it would it would suck in the sense that like Nike would then own everything and just they already do. They already kind of do though. Mm-hmm. So except for Jay Billis, sponsored by Under Armour, the, new kicks. He showed them on uh, Maui Invitational. Really? Yeah, dude, have you noticed with Billis that he's sponsored? I, I don't know yes. if you know, yeah, <laughs> have you know? Well, this might tie into it. Is I it, want him to wear a NASCAR jumpsuit with all of his different sponsors on it. Dude, th- this might tie into it for real. His, I-, I was about to say his Instagram activity is like shooting through the roof mm. um, because he, for the longest time, he had an Instagram like I did where you just kind of, it's like kind of a personal, like you don't, it's not personal in the sense that it's private. It's just more of like a, I'm not trying to like build a career here. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to like, here's a picture of my dog. Here's some spaghetti I had last night. Just letting my family and friends know I'm alive type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't really give a shit. And then I noticed, like within the last whatever time frame, it's he's flipped that switch and he's posting more. He's putting like like today during as he's calling a game at the Maui Invitational, he did I think it was Ethan Happ. Like he posts a picture on his Instagram of his own quote on Ethan Happ, where it's like Ethan Happ is one of the best players in the country, and it's got like a graphic and it's in quotes and it says Jay Billis, and he posted that to his thing. And then I'm also noticing he's doing the Stephen A. Smith move where. Uh, ESPN will post uh, uh, something on Instagram and Jay mm-hmm. Billis is in the comments like giving his take like not just wow this is tight he's like like it's the Jalen Rose says the Fab Five would beat Duke and then and then Jay Billis is in the comments like I believe it'd be a good game I think one thing you got to remember is Chris Webber mm-hmm. was was supremely talented and at the at that position he would be a tough matchup for anybody and he's just and going they could on hand and on. check back then right that was yeah. right in the 90s we could hand check but he's doing this on Instagram and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm I'm just it's very curious to me what is played because if because he has like he, he has like 12,000 Instagram followers it's not like he's active on Instagram That's he's a I mean. meme he's become so a what's meme. going on here he's see? a meme he's an ad he's a meme he's a illustrator Back to Maui. Just, yeah, yeah. Just keep an eye on that, folks. <laughs> keep What's an eye on it. Play? Yes. And go buy What's those this, new Under Armour. Yeah. They look really I'm nice and you out, Jay. Jay, yeah. come on the pod. Or, yeah. <laughs> you, know how to, you know how to squash all this, Jay? Come on the pod. And then I'll tell everyone. I'll, I'll call the dogs off. But until then, uh, I don't know. We're trying to earn alert. We're trying to win the Duffy in excellence in journalism. So I'm, I got my eye on your Instagram. Jay yeah. Williams put his name in the hat today by saying the three biggest stories <laughs> in the world. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. And the funniest thing is like he picked very acute things. It was like, 
the tension with the it wasn't the, the Warriors. Warriors lost four or five. That was, oh, it was very yeah. specific. You know, it was, it was the Draymond Green. Uh, Kevin I think Durant he went to ESPN.com and read the yeah. top three stories, and like of course Duke was just like there as an ad, but also a story. And he was like, okay, no, but that's yeah. what made it fun. Is like the Warriors was hyper specific, like yes. this particular thing going on within the Warriors. The the Lakers, LeBron James scored fifty one points in a game. It was very hyper specific, mm. and then the third one was Duke. Yes. <laughs> D U K. All of Duke. Everything yes. that's ever happened with Duke. Everything that will happen. All of Duke. Um, one more thing before we go. I want to give a shout out to the Gerald Vic. Dropped 33 again. Dropped 32, I think, against Vermont, right? Mm-hmm. And then 33. Yeah, the he saved Kansas's ass again. Yes. The other night. Best player on the team, right? Yeah. We have to he give played it to 40 him. minutes. He has seven threes again. It's incredible. What happens when he goes one for 17 and he gets benched in January? You know what I mean? Just he has yeah. one bad game and Bill Self's like, all right, you're done. Yeah. Like he has the shortest leash in college basketball. He was basically, I mean, and then, he, and then he goes, he goes, Coach, yeah. I uh, I know the Billy Preston story. And then he's like, all right, get back out there. Sure I'll try <laughs> he just pulls up his jersey and it's a yeah. Adidas shirt. He just <laughs> stares at him. It's like, all right, LeJo, like, we'll uh, give you, no, get we'll back give you one more shot. My goodness. Uh, and then I want to give a shout-out to Bubba Parham on uh, VMI. VMI. We were watching that game at your place mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. They're playing Kentucky. Dude was unconscious. It was incredible. Um, I tweeted something about it. that he, he got me to the point and tying it back to Maui with Adam Morrison also gave me those vibes. When guys are just playing so out of their mind that you just start laughing, that was my experience yesterday watching this kid. When mm-hmm. he when he hit the one in the corner, I think that was his tenth one. Mm-hmm. I, I I just started cackling like I was I don't know a schoolgirl. I was laughing so hard. Coach Cal, Ooh, ten for sixteen yeah. from the three point line. He's had to go through it early this season. I know, He's keeping man. it together. I'm happy for him. It's because he redshirted Brad, dude. Prove yes. me wrong. Mm-hmm. You redshirt your son. This is what you get. Mm-hmm. I don't know. James that's, Wiseman. That's my, that's you know what's going to happen? James Wiseman is going to announce, and it's going to be a video, and it's going to be silent, and it's going to be Penny Hardaway standing there with his hands together. Drake's going to come out, and he said, a wise man once said nothing at all, and then it's going to be a Memphis Tiger. Mm. And then Penny's it. back. Uh, you heard it here first. James Wiseman to Memphis. Yes. We are we are breaking the news. This isn't a rumor. This is I have sources on the Chris inside. Chris Vernon confirmed. It has been confirmed. James Wiseman will be a Memphis Tiger. And if for some reason he doesn't announce Memphis tomorrow, a wise uh, man once said nothing at all. Cut so he the, didn't yeah, say anything. Then cut this whole part yes, out. Yes. Uh, that's it. You got anything else before we go? No, let's get out of here. Let's have a good Kyle, Valley invitation. Happy 25th birthday, we Kyle. Are, oh! We are going to the dark room to celebrate with Kyle. If for some reason you find a way to listen to this within the next two hours, which how could you possibly? How could you? Uh, Come meet us at the dark room. We're going to go celebrate Kyle's birthday. Uh, until then, let's have a great Maui Invitational, folks. And let's have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we will be back later this week with another podcast. Peace. Peace.